0: Welcome to Freedom From Attachment, Living Fulfilled, Happy, and in Love with your host, author, entrepreneur, and behavioral relationship expert, Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening.
1: My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself. Thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. All righty. Hey, I'm here. And guess what? It's another episode. Another episode of Freedom from Attachment. Yes, sir. Living fulfilled, happy, and in love. You guys heard the intro, and that's what we're doing here. So today's title, you want to change how to tell if you're actually ready. This is something I hear all the time. I will get emails from people and, you know, they'll be like, oh, my God, this is my story. And I know I've mentioned this in other podcasts because it's really interesting how people can be, you know, in so much pain, right? And you're thinking, oh, my gosh. And and even if it's not you and it's like your friends or something, when you see that and you're thinking, okay, you're ready to do something, but they aren't. Especially when you respond to them and then they don't get back to you, Right. Or you say, oh, yesterday you were in this place, you know, what's going on? Sounds like you're ready to leave that relationship, or it sounds like you're ready to do something different. You know, there's always that. And it's just really interesting because that's not the case. You know, when you're not ready, you're not ready. That's just the bottom line. So, and most of us, you know, we'll have a fight or... We can have an issue with another person, and we can be really angry, and we can look around for what can solve that problem, right? Like, we immediately react, and we want to fix what's painful inside of us. And that's why we can think, I'm ready to change. It's not true, though, because it doesn't matter if it's painful for the other person either. I mean, this is kind of funny, right? Like we, we are all like, oh, I'm in pain. And then with the other person, it's kind of like, ah, oh, well, I'm not even thinking about how they feel. Right. Um, and, <laughs> and so the point is it can trigger us to believe we're ready to change. And we have this multitude of events in the past and the present, you know, and we're just looking at it and looking at it and thinking, okay, I'm ready to change. Cause I've, had this whole history of these same problems and, oh my God, I can't believe this keeps happening, but there's still this part of us that believes it's happening outside of us rather than inside of us. So, I hear from people when they're in this place all the time, you know, especially like they're going through a breakup or they just went through a breakup and they still feel attached and they're hoping maybe they can set out a smoke signal, excuse me, that it will get them to commit or get them to change and it won't. You changing for the purpose of changing for the other person is not a good way to get permanent change in your life either. Today, we're going to talk about how people think they're ready and they're not. And the key is to not disappoint yourself by overcommitting, committing and then you're committed to your change, quote unquote, and blaming everything. But where you're at is the reason that You are having the problem that you are. You know, we get into a state of struggle with being where we are, and that doesn't really make you change. It frustrates you, makes you feel stuck, but it does not change you. So let's open this up. So this is an important topic for those of you who are listening and have been listening to the podcast for a while, because it's a great opportunity to see where you are and not to purposely shove yourself in the direction of calling me tomorrow or signing up for you know one of my programs or anything anywhere else, by the way. For many of you, you need to educate yourself first. I really think having awareness about what is happening with you is key Before you can even start to consider change, because a lot of us will know the problem outside of us, like the problem relationship or the problem mate or whatever we're blaming, right? But we don't really get our part, and we're really hoping we don't have a part in it. And as long as you're in that place, it's really hard to change. Because I know for me for a long time I felt that way like, "Oh no, there's nothing wrong with me. Really, tell me there's nothing wrong with me." "Oh, but there is something wrong with me. But let me figure out a way so that there's not something wrong with me." And we can be in that place for a long time. So, you want to you want to be aware of it, right? That's what I'm saying about educating yourself. You got to start with educating yourself. Because the problem becomes when pain is the motivator You know, when you um, used as a sole driver to grow, it doesn't really work so well. People always say, oh, people grow through pain. We do, but we don't, depending on our association to pain. Because if I think it's caused by an outside factor, then I am going to be looking for solutions that have nothing to do with me changing, even though I might think it's going to change me. See, I'm not, it's kind of esoteric to say that, right? But I just want you guys to do this because what happens is when you think you're ready to change and you're not, it's disappointing and it's frustrating and then you feel worse. And I'm trying to get to the, let's not try to feel worse part. Let's try to feel better and then do something about it. Okay. So for many people, it's about escaping from the pain of the situation I'm in, or I just was in. And it's a sign that you're probably not ready to change anything on a bigger scale when it comes to trying to escape pain. Again, that's a sign of if I'm trying to escape the pain, you know, run from it, get away from it, try to just You know, read something that's going to take the pain away. Like, I know this podcast, like, people will listen to it over and over and over, and it kind of numbs you, and that's great, because that's the stage you're in, that's the place you're in, and it's really accepting that you're in that place, because that's going to lead to your growth in the long run. It's not that I'm saying to you, oh, you can't grow, it's like... Um, how do they put it? Like when people uh, put together like a list of things like the uh, law of attraction, right? And they're like, I want this, I want this, I want this, and their whole life falls apart. And they're like, oh my God, why is my life falling apart? And it's because those structures weren't real in your life, right? And so, it's to be right there. Like, wow, what did I build? What did I, you know, what kind of effort did i put in here what kind of energy did i put in here and a lot of us don't see these parts of ourselves and it's really important to see that when you're looking to change again not just to escape the pain i think i spent so many years doing that i need to escape the pain i could talk to somebody and i remember like sitting there talking to people and going like a therapist or something and i and i was like i got to get out of this pain i mean i just would be in this horrible place. Um, And I wasn't ready to change it. Not at all. I just wanted to get it off of me. And then if somebody talked to me, I could feel some kind of relief, right? Or I could bullshit myself for a little while longer. And you have to go through that. It's not that there's something wrong with you or you don't know how to change or, you you know, you're a glutton for punishment. You have to go through these things because it's just how you've been conditioned. All right? So, when you're actually ready to change, your first question isn't going to be, how much does this cost? Because you realize the cost of living one more day in a place that you're ready to let go of is no longer something you want to put yourself through. You're willing to stop sacrificing your well-being because you realize nothing and no one is going to change enough to impact you on a deeper level. And I'm not saying, um, yeah, go spend a million dollars on something. I'm going to say, when you're ready to change, you're like, I will figure out the freaking money later. That's not my first question. My first question is, are you going to be able to help me get to where I want to go? That's the first question. So, if that, you know, the budget thing is a concern for you, I'm not talking about just working with me. I'm talking about anywhere in your life, okay? Your first question should be about your well-being, is my point. Your first question should be about what you're going to be capable of what is the possibilities in terms of your transformation? That speaks to value because I have found when you step up and you actually connect and you say, I'm going to do this, the money will come. The money will come. You will find the money. The money will come to you, whatever. And I'm not, again, saying you need to go spend a million bucks on a program. I am saying to you, that will come. Money is just an obstacle that is part of the fear of change. It really is. And I know because of my own experience, and I know because I've been doing this for 14 years, almost 14 years. So, this is one of the hardest things in the world trust me, took me a long-ass time. So, it's easy to read, it's easy to listen, and you should. You should until you're ready to make a change. And I keep saying this over and over because I really want to be clear with you so that you can breathe, so that you don't feel that tension of like, oh, shit, I got to do something. And be where you are. Accept where you are. You should look at everything that's free for you and continue to unless you recognize. Or, sorry, until you recognize your growth has stalled and it's not through anger or frustration, but it's a deeper desire to grow your self-value. When you grow your self-value, your first question is not, again, how much does it cost or I'm worried about the format. Instead, it is, what is a transformation and can I believe that for myself? No matter what the tool is, I don't, again, doesn't matter if it's with me, doesn't matter if it's with a digital course, therapist, whatever it happens to be. Your commitment to yourself is what matters. Because if you don't believe that you can transform, it's really difficult to do that. Yeah, it is. You got to have a little tiny bit of belief, like a tiny bit. I had a tiny bit. That's why I say I had to have a tiny, tiny bit. And I stopped giving a shit about how I was going to get there. And I was just going to get there. Like, I didn't care anymore. I couldn't deal with where I was at. Um, And to me, that is the most important part. Most of the time, we don't believe we can actually have what we want because we've never had it before. And if you're like me at all, it can feel impossible to get to a state of feeling well, uh, you know, of of having well-being and the relationship you want and the life you want. That's how I was, and I'm going to get into talking about me. So as I started saying, this was me. How much does it cost? What's the format? How will I ever pay for it? Do you do trades? I was fortunate at one point in my life to have a therapist who didn't charge me when I had nothing, and I understood why she did that. I even did that for a while too. Back many years ago, I used to help people for free, but I found the people that didn't really, you know, pay, that didn't pay or bartered. Um, I've only had one time where bartering has worked out, but where they bartered, they didn't value the work, and they weren't really committed to doing it. And in essence, and no change, you know, happened that was permanent, it was temporary. And that's the problem. Because when you barter, a lot of times it's about self-value. It's fear comes in, fear, I don't have the money, but geez, I need to change. I've got to do this. Don't do that to yourself. Wait till you can fully commit. And I'm going to tell you, because it's the sweetest thing in the world, that is when it tastes great. That's when you're like, oh my God, I'm fully in, And I want to make this change. Otherwise, you're going to have excuses. You're going to blame everything. You're going to say, oh, the program isn't right for me. And you know what? What I I would say, very rarely is that true, just in my experience. It is usually, you're not ready. So, get ready when you can. But anyways, for me, I found that, um, you know, this didn't really work in my business. And I had, um, you know, people who would ask for discounts or want to blame what I do versus what they actually showed up to do if they showed up at all. A lot of those people never really showed up. They kind of showed up, sort of showed up. They put one foot in, took one foot out, um, and I don't discount shit because I have value and that is the deciding factor. So whether you're the one who wants a discount for anything in your life, it's really about why. Like, I look at things and I'll pay pu- full price for things, right? But at the same time, I, you know, if it's on sale, great, but I'm not not drawn to that as much as I'm drawn to the value of things. And I'm saying that because it's really weird to value things in a way that I never valued them before because of my own value, right? But took me years to get here, Okay. I was this person for so many years, and that's why I speak to it, along with having done this for so long. It's like, I was in a lot of pain for many, many years, okay? Super painful always stressed out, always anxiety every day, and I never valued myself. I didn't even know what value meant, and it was funny because I remember having, like, these moments where I'd be walking down the street in an attached relationship. I used to do a lot of walking. I know I talk about that. Literally, I would spend hours a day when I was in the throes of it, when I was unemployed, um, you know, before I was doing this work, and I remember just feeling this sense of frustration and sadness and, like, I was stuck in some weird vortex or something. Like, I couldn't get myself out of it. And all I would think about is, why don't I value myself? Like, I could not get it. This is way before, like, getting in my body. This was all in my head, right? And I would go around in circles. I would think of a new strategy. I would think about why this, why that? And it was always the same stuff I was thinking, by the way. I wasn't getting anywhere. And again, and I say long time, I'm talking years, because I was also stubborn and I was independent and I thought I could do everything myself. And um, and in a way, I didn't want anybody to help me. Like, I wanted to prove that any help out there couldn't work because I was this person. And I mean, literally I did. I was, I was like, oh yeah, that's not going to work. It works for everybody else, but not me. Like I'm some special case. Okay. And what I found is I'm not all that special. I'm just another person. Um, So anyways, because I was that, you know, in that place for so long, and then I would see other people having successes. And then I would feel so down, like, why can't I have that success? You know, why can't I change? And I would think I was changing. In the word think right and I wasn't and I got to the point I thought nothing would help me and I was angry frustrated and I was lonely and that was a turning point but that turning point took years like it was like that light bulb moment but it took years after that because I was always at angry at the guy or the job or whatever was presented to me everything in my life. I always felt like I wasn't getting the good stuff. I always felt like I was getting the second-rate shit, whatever it had to do with, okay, whatever. I always felt everybody else got better than me, you know, like their reward, like somebody, you know, I'd get a hundred bucks, they'd get a million bucks kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it was to do with work or it was the kind of men I attracted or it was the kind of opportunities that came my way, I always felt like I was getting second-rate shit. And that was horrible for me because it fed into how I already felt about myself, the whole low self-value. And it's interesting because most people who would meet me never thought I valued myself in that way, you know, like at a low self-value. But once they got to know me and my dysfunctional relationships, they would be like, oh my God, Tracy, (laughs) you know, like, okay, so you got some shit going on here, right? So I I just, this was a, 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 what do you call it? A circle of hell. For years, I felt sorry for myself, and I was a huge-ass victim. It didn't mean that I went out with people who were basically kind to me. They were a reflection of how I treated myself, and I remember at one point, about 13 years ago, right after I started the business, I contacted a dating coach, and I wanted to work with her, and I asked if she would barter with me, and she said no. And it took me a long time to respect her decision because I didn't respect myself or my time or my value, and she did herself a favor by saying no to me. She really did. Because I didn't value it. Just like when I was offered, you know, to become a coach, and it was a $4,000 program at the time over four days, and I didn't want to do it, right? They were going to give it to me. I didn't value it. I didn't value it even after I took the coach training. Even though it changed my life, I didn't value it. I didn't really get, I mean, like the words sounded good, like, oh, this sounds great, this sounds wonderful, but it didn't get it on a deeper level because I had all these layers of protection or layers that basically kept things um, at a surface level because I had so much fear all the time. I really had a fear that I was going to be stuck the way I was for the rest of my life. And, you know, I kept hoping that It would be that I just haven't found the right person, or the right job, or the right business, or the right place to live, or anything else. I still didn't see for a long time I was the common denominator, and even when I started saying that, it still took a long time for me to spend the money on my well-being and my growth, and it took a long time for me not even just to spend the money, but to actually commit, to be committed to my own growth, to commit to change, because I didn't know what to expect, and I could not control it. And that is the bigger issue when it comes to change, because you're going to lose control, and if you're a control freak, guess what? You have to lose control. Otherwise, if you have control, you're just doing the same shit different day, right? Well, that was a big issue for me. I didn't realize it until hindsight, Till I went, oh my God. That was a big issue. I was just trying to keep things the same all the time. Like, as much as I wanted change, I had this huge part of me that wanted things to be the same. Why? Because it's a survival mechanism. That's what we do. That's why when I'm doing these podcasts, I don't want you guys to beat yourself up or feel like you got to beat yourself over the head with anything. It's to give you a chance to be right where you are and accept it, And then decide, okay, I'm now ready to take more steps. Maybe I'll do one of the tips Tracy talks about, okay? So why is this a problem? Well, let me be specific, like I said in the beginning, to be where you are first. And if that means you're not ready to do anything, no matter what it is, then learn to accept it. Because if you don't, it's a huge problem, and you're going to be in a state of struggle all the time. And that's the thing you want to get out of, is struggle all the time. We create struggle as a distraction from what's really happening. Okay. And if you can even see the pattern of struggle going on, right? Like you see, oh shit, I'm getting in that pattern of struggle. You can stop yourself and at least just be miserably where you are until you're really ready to make a change. And, you know, when you chase, you know, what happens when you chase down something to help you and you sign up and it doesn't work, whether it's therapy or a program or even talking to a friend who's giving you advice, right? And you're going to feel inside of yourself that you failed. Like, when you have a friend that gives you advice and you don't follow it, how do you feel around them, right? You, first of all, might feel a sense of shame, but then you might blame them, or you might make a joke or whatever, but the point is that there's a part of you that feels you've let that friend down, especially if they spent time talking to you about it and helping you, Right and here you are and you went right back to the relationship or you didn't do what they said because it seemed too difficult yeah we do that that's what i'm talking about like when you have a friend and you're venting you might want to not vent in the same way you might just say i'm venting i don't need any advice that right there can actually make you feel better okay so anyways but if you you see this as a problem or you know don't see this as a problem but it is a problem It's because you're failing at something again, okay, and you're adding it up and making it into evidence that you fail at trying to change. That is why you want to be aware. You do not need to add to your failure basket, okay? having attachment issues already makes most of us feel like a big failure. And then we just keep gathering up the evidence. Get me out of this. I don't want to be in this anymore. Help me, help me, help me. Uh, I felt like that, you know? And the thing is, until I was ready to, A, let go of this so-called relationship, you know, in the way that I I was attached to it, nothing was going to change. So, anyway— And it's not to say that you're not growing and changing inside because you are, but you're going to need to get to a certain level where you feel enough value that you're going to stick to whatever it is. Again, whether it's advice from a friend, therapy, a program, what have you, all right? So, you don't want more evidence that your shitty beliefs about yourself are right. When you feel frustrated and angry all the time, it's a problem, and you can't expect to change that overnight, especially if you don't know um, you know, your life or your your way, it's not about blaming another person. And a lot of us don't know our lives as much as we say we do. We kind of get stuck in repeat and autopilot with it. So, here's the wisdom nugget. Rushing yourself out of the current pain can mean you don't learn anything to contribute to permanently moving toward happiness. The solution is to become aware. How much do you complain versus action? How much time is spent looking at others and comparing yourself? They have what I want. I don't have what I want. I keep ending up with shit. You're stuck in a pattern and you have to be aware of how you contribute on some level to your life being where it is. If it triggers you for me to say that, then you are still stuck in the rabbit hole of victimizing yourself. You need to ask, what is your motivation? You need to know. You need to know. Is it intrinsic, extrinsic? Where does my motivation come from? Most of us don't know that. And I feel like if somebody calls me up and they're like, Tracy, I want to start working on my stuff, they have to know their motivation for doing it. If the motivation is something external, then it's not going to work. You're not going to commit. You're not ready. If it's internal, then you will. Then you're ready. You're doing it for you. There's an autonomous decision there. So, if you get any insight at all on anything I just described, the next thing is to be aware of how much fear is running the show. You may not realize it because you've always operated the same way, but this is part of what keeps you from really changing. This is like when, I think I talked about this in an early podcast, like, I remember looking at a journal that I had written, and then I was still writing the same shit 10 years later in the journal, and I was like, oh my god, I haven't really changed, I haven't really grown. As much as I thought I had, I hadn't. Mentally, I had new concepts, you know, and I thought I was doing things differently. And there were little things that I did differently. It's not that I was like stagnant completely for 10 years, but my core issues were still the same issues because there I was 10 years later, same shit, different day. So, you know, and I say this all with a lot of love and you know, when I'm doing this podcast, I'm always trying to think what's going to help people, what's going to help people. And I look at everything from the emails that I get to the comments on social media, to, um, you know, anything, everything from my team. I listen, you know, the people in my programs, I listen, right? And I'm like, what is going to help them? Because I think we get this idea that we should always be somewhere else other than where we are, and then we never get to know why we're here in the first place, meaning wherever you are. And that's where you got to go to. That's why awareness is key and acceptance is key to solving your issue so that you are ready to transform. And acceptance of yourself is transformation, by the way. So, until you take any responsibility for your words or your actions, then you're not going to be ready. And I'm saying ready to drop the blame and become responsible for where you, you know, for where you are, then you're ready to get help in a program. And you want to join my program, you can email happiness at tracycrossley.com. Absolutely. You know, we can help you. But you have to be in that place of being ready okay? And the thing is, in the work I do, if people are not there yet and they come in believing someone else is responsible for the growth, then they're going to start to find an issue with the program. And that's why I don't want people to even walk in the door who aren't ready to commit or feel like they're being pushed into it. That's the worst. When you go to therapy like that, like couples therapy, and you are not ready to do the work and you feel like, oh, I've got to do this because my partner wants to do it, you're not going to really transform shit, you're going to be sitting there resistant to the whole thing. That's why it's key. Don't let people push you into things either. So, you want to be able to get to a point of, I am transforming. It's in your hands, okay? And you're like, yeah, I am really ready to do this. I'm ready to do the tough stuff. That is like the most awesome place to be. And it could be a day. It doesn't mean like you got to sit here for, you know, the next year or two or three and figure this out. This means, you could actually get this in hand and really, you know, have one of those epiphany moments where everything clicks in place and you're like, I'm ready to do something. I'm no longer doing this because I'm trying to escape my pain. I'm doing this because I don't want to continue to live this way anymore. I want to change how I live. I'm ready to let go of how I live and I'm ready to allow myself to explore a completely different way of living that's going to take me to my dreams and my goals. Because that, my friends, is where you want to go, okay? And so, I feel like this is important. Awareness is, is that key, and it shows the willingness to change when you decide, I don't want to control things. So, awareness and willingness are going to help you. Plus, when you have awareness, you're giving yourself attention that is building your value, believe it or not. So, just a little side note on that, right? Um, If you still feel the details of your story, even those, you know, of you who've had abuse or trauma are the most important things for others to know or for others to rescue you from, then you need to practice more education. Listen to the podcast over and over. Look for sources that are going to feed you because, If you have had abuse and other trauma, when you're ready to let go of the victim of circumstances as a power position, okay, and ready to stop reacting to the world as though it's not safe, then you can go anywhere and get help. You have to be ready for that because I, you know, when people want to tell me their story over and over and they think their circumstances, I'm going to go, oh my God, your circumstances are different than everyone else's. You need to stay in this victimhood. You don't, because I've worked with people who have been abused on so many different levels in so many different ways, and I have seen them blossom into being the most authentic them that they've ever been, the happiest. Their relationships are thriving. So, these things do change, but you got to get out of your own way, and until you can do that, you're not ready to change anything. As long as those circumstances are a power position for you, because it is, you know, it it is, it's what you've learned. And again, I'm not beating people up that have had abuse and trauma because I know a lot of people listen to my podcast who have been because I hear from them. And it's about accepting that, okay, I want to let go of holding on to reacting to everything as though the world is bad and I'm a victim of it. Because to shift into a powerful position, it's not that you forget what's happened to you, it's that you develop a different relationship with what's happened to you so that you can find it in you to continue to empower yourself. You can't do this prematurely, And, you know, if you've had trauma and abuse, you should obviously have seen a therapist, been in therapy. Um, Absolutely. You know, I'm not saying, like, this is your first stop, by the way, me. Uh, No. I'm saying that you should have had, you know, help along the way. So, I've heard it all. And... I find that people who are successful in overcoming their shit are always the ones who say they're willing and they'll stick with it even when they want to run and they're willing to stop blaming others and they're willing to take their power back. And the thing is, is that they weren't doing any of these things when they knocked on my door, but their willingness made it possible for them to live in love in a way that they're living their goals and their dreams and their happiness. And it's like, it really is. It's hard to let go of feeling that victim a vibration of life, you know, when you've had crap happen to you in a way that is just horrible. It's that you have to look at the quality of your life and how you're living it, and do you want to continue to have it be what it is? Sometimes we do, and we don't want to admit it to ourselves because it feels safe. It's familiar, and that's okay. Again, trying to make this where, hey, guys, it's okay wherever you are. So, for me, I got out of my own way, over time, I stopped blaming everything and everyone, and I felt very vul- vulnerable in this way, but I knew if I did not, I would be stuck. The big aha for me was that I had for so long been looking for change to come without me actually digging deep, and I thought it was mental work to think differently, but it was emotional and physical mainly, obviously, and really scary, and I had never been to where I wanted to go, and I did not know what that was <laughs> until I overcame a lot of my bullshit, and then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, this picture was not the same anymore, and um, and nor how I felt inside was the same. It all had changed. I literally could feel amazing. I thought I knew what amazing was. I did not. I stopped prejudging things as not helping me or helping me. Like last year, I signed up for a business coaching program, and in the past, I would have been looking for the issue from day one about how it's not working. And this was a five-figure coaching program, by the way. Yeah. It was not cheap, and, you know, I I was, like, wanting at the beginning to find, oh, my God, I'm doing that thing where I want to find a problem here. And then I went, ooh, Tracy, growth moment, growth moment. And I grew. And I came to appreciate everything, even things that weren't great. I was like, but all the stuff that I got was great and how much I transformed was great because it changed me as a person and it changed me professionally. And that was really freaking cool. Like, when I look back, I will never, ever be sorry that I spent that money. If you would have asked me that five years ago, oh my God, I would have been freaking out. I would not have been a person who could have done this. Not, not at all. I know myself. Even though I was a coach at the time, there were things that I had as hurdles to get over. And so, I could change to a certain degree, but then to get to the next level, I still had to educate myself first, and then I was ready to transform. I hope that that makes sense, okay? Um, You know, the thing is, is that for me, I would always make excuses, and I don't make them anymore. And it also means I don't read self-help books for answers anymore, because there's nothing really in there that I haven't already heard or experienced, you know? And so, I just need to pay attention to be aware, feel it, and take action, and I do. And I say this to you, if you know in your heart you want to step forward and get my support, I would love to help you. Don't wait until things get worse to finally say yes to yourself. So, you can email happiness at tracycrossley.com if you're ready and you feel like this would be a good fit to be in my programs. I'm all about how to break these patterns of insecure attachment. I've got it down pat. And these are like permanently breaking patterns. So, you feel differently. You feel empowered. You don't even feel like the you you felt your whole life. You feel this upgraded, different feeling of happiness. So, when you're ready, contact me. Okay? Okay. Wisdom nugget. Rushing yourself out of the current pain can mean you don't learn anything to contribute to permanently moving toward happiness. I really like that wisdom nugget. Universal right. You have a right- Two, stay where you are complaining and believing all the problems are outside of you, or you can take a step within and start understanding that your past does not have to be your present or your future. I have three related podcasts, Journey of Attachment, number 233, You Can't Change the Other Person, number 519, Journey of Attachment, Change is Not Wrong or Bad Just Because You Don't Like It, number 383, Journey of Attachment, Change Your Story, Change Your Life. yes, yes change your life when you are ready. Meanwhile, just become informed. Okay, you guys, you take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about today's show, reach out to Tracy at info at If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating so it can be heard by more people. And to find out more about her programs, workshops, coaching, and our new book entitled Overcoming Insecure Attachment, visit tracycrossley.com.